Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. Hi guys, welcome to episode 25 of the Restoring Report podcast. I'm super excited for the content we've got planned out for you today. Today I'm actually going to be reading an article um, by Real Clear Science, and the title of the article is Caring Confident Dads Have Structurally Different Brains, um, and it's an article by Pascal Vertica. At least that's as close as I can come to pronouncing it. Um, I'm You're welcome to investigate that yourself and see if that's actually how you pronounce the name um but it's a it seems to be a very interesting article from the um the beginning uh just the the title grabbed me a little bit so i'm going to read this today i've never read it before you're going to get my first impression of it so be sure to reach out let me know what you think of the article as always i hope you enjoyed the the show that we have today for you guys Although the COVID-19 pandemic profoundly impacted all our work and living arrangements one thing particularly stood out for dads During the nationwide lockdowns, fathers ditched the office and came home in their millions. The UK Fatherhood Institute, a think tank, released this was a social, a think tank, released this was a socially unique experiment and conducted research into lockdown fathers in the spring of 2020 to investigate its consequences. So what they're doing is they're researching um, the fact that dads are staying home more with their kids during the the COVID-19 2020 pandemic. And they're seeing if that had any effect on um, the home, but specifically uh, the fathers and the kids of the home, probably. Um, It says the consequences, so I would assume that's what they're going to study. Back to the article. The study, which surveyed 2,045 UK fathers, found that many reported spending more time than usual on child care and education during the lockdown. So they're basically becoming homeschool dads. Dads also predominantly indicated that they emerged from this experience more confident as parents and in better relationships with their own children. Well, actually, yeah. Now, our own new research published in the journals Child Development and Social Neuroscience unveils just how deeply this this confidence can be traced. We found that dads who have a more positive attitude about their parenting abilities and about fatherhood in general show differences in their brain to those who don't. Our findings are timely. In many societies, dad's involvement in parenting has dramatically increased. And as the UK Fatherhood Institute study revealed, this has a wide range of effects, including fathers gaining insights into their partner's caring roles and growing more aware of the importance of dads spending time with their own children. Many father, many of the fathers in that study reported wanting to keep some of the changes, such as more flexible work hours and the opportunity to work more from home once the pandemic was over. And this is just, okay, this is a really good, um, I'm starting to really like where this article is going. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever read the article. Um, you guys are getting my first impression of it. But to me, what stands out here is that 
once dads had the opportunity for the first time in, you know, decades to actually stay home and work, they're, they love it. They're basically uh, in love with the idea uh, or with the reality of being able to spend more time with their children and their spouse. And it's having positive benefits, not only on the, on their um, relational health in the family, but also on their, on their brains, on their physical brains. Um, spending time with their family and their spouse more at home is um, causing huge health benefits for them firstly, but also um, creating a better trajectory for the kids that they're launching into the world and um, the marriage that they're uh fertilizing at home. So that's just a really good um, paragraph there about the the benefits of fathers working from home. 2045, I believe the article said about, yeah, 2045 UK fathers. Um, many found that they reported spending more time on childcare and the education of the lockdown. They gained insight into the partner's caring roles, growing more aware of importance of the importance of dad spending time with their children. They wanted to keep some of the changes such as more flexible work hours and the opportunity to work more from home once the pandemic goes over. So all those things are, um, I would say, point to the fact that um, it's a good thing. Dads would, given the opportunity, would like to actually be able to spend more time with their kids. It's just the fact that many of them think they need to, you know, they're financially responsible for putting bread on on the table and keeping the lights on that they don't think they can actually work from home. So, um, and you know, for many of you, I, this podcast is really my attempt at that, um, which is one of the reasons we're trying to grow, uh, do the subscription-based program now and grow into something bigger than we are is I would ideally not like to teach forever. Um, I'm, you know, finishing up my degree this semester and, um, becoming a teacher, getting my certification, you know, by May. And after that, I'm going to be looking for a job, but the ideally I chose that career for a number of reasons. One of them being that you get summers off and weekends off. So I will be able to spend a lot more time with my family that way, even though, you know, financially my account will suffer because teaching doesn't pay, you know, a tremendous amount of money. It does pay a livable wage, which to support a family, because that's what my parents did. Um, a single parent salary, um, a teacher salary to support family of five. And, um, you know, we live frugally, but we live, we have lots of nice things, but we value time together more than we value other things. And I, that's one of the biggest values I have that I'm taking into my adult life. So I'm trying to recreate that. I'm trying to look into other ways that I can, you know, as a career, you know, be a teacher, but also uh, look for opportunities where I can grow this show into something that maybe I can perhaps support, uh, uh, um, work from home at, or, you know, become a counselor. I've talked about becoming a marriage and family therapist, um, I still intend to do that and opening a uh, counseling practice or work for a counseling practice from my, you know, den or my man cave or whatever you want to call it. Um, still love that idea, but I'm just trying to, you know, begin these things now on the show. We talk a lot about prep prepping for, you know, marriage and parenting and that kind of thing, because those are important things in life and we should, they should really be, we should be thinking about them more as young people. Honestly, guys, um, I'm 22 now and I, I, I should have started it, start, should have started thinking about it before I did, um, because it's important. And I started at about like 18, actually becoming, you know, valuing the things that matter that God designed me to value as a man. So, um, this podcast is just one of my opportunities to do exactly what this article is talking about and work from home. Um, and I would highly recommend it for anyone who also wants to spend more time with their family and their spouse when they're older. Um, I know, but you know, like 60 some percent of the listeners are 18 to 22 of this show. So most our audience is primarily young people, which makes sense because I'm a young, young person. Um, so a lot of you guys uh, probably want to do the same thing. So just looking into ideas and ways that you can do that, you know, finding ways that you can um, 
you know, make money from home. Um, Just look for them. They're there. Hi, guys. I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. <clears throat> back to the article. That said, separating fathers, separated fathers saw their children less during the lockdown, and only a minority of these dads reported to have left lockdown feeling more confident in their ability to help with their children's schoolwork. This demonstrates the importance of supporting dads by giving them more time and space to bond with their kids, regardless of their relationship status. Well, I would say that that separated fathers, of course, are going to have a more uh, a troubled time, you know, uh, keeping up with their children's schoolwork because they're going to have a more difficult time with everything because that's not the way the home is designed to operate. There's not designed to be separation like that. Um, And yeah, that's what I would say to that article. And I realize that happens, you know, regardless of you know, a man's will in the matter or a woman's will in the matter. But, um, that that's, you can't, you can't compare, you know, separated fathers working with their children to a whole family with two present parents, a mother and a father. Um, you can't compare that because of course the, the single parent home is going to be, is going to struggle more with just about everything. Um, because that's not the way the home is designed to work. So back to the article, the number of scientific studies on the role of fathers in child development has steadily grown over the last few years. Nevertheless, the vast majority of available research on parenting has focused on mothers. That is true, <clears throat> which is partly down to mothers historically shouldering most of the child care burden and being more available as research participants. That's also true, sadly. To fill in this gap, we wanted to specifically investigate the father-child relationship from an attachment and caregiving perspective. In a first step, we invited 66 dads and their kids, ages 5 to 6, to our lab and asked them to solve puzzles. They did so either together or independently while, while we scanned dads' and kids' brains with function, functional near-infrared spectroscopy, F-N-I-R-S. I hope I pronounced all of that correctly. Um, this is a method that records the brain actively with the help of optical sensors that are attached to a head cap. We then tested whether the dads and kids' brains get in sync with each other during the cooperative puzzle solving. Such synchrony arises when there are aligned decreases and increases in activity in the same brain area at roughly the same time. In a second step, we assessed 50 fathers' brains' anatomy with magnetic resonance imaging, MRI. Our main area of interest was the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is involved in various... Um, physiological processes such as hormone production and maintaining body temperature, but also plays a key role in pair bonding, parenting, and caregiving. Finally, dads provided answers to two questionnaires related to caregiving beliefs. With the role of, with the quote, role of the father questionnaire, end quote, we assessed how strongly dads believe they are capable of being a good father, should be sensitive to their children, and involved in child development. Another questionnaire probed 
how much dads indicated enjoying spending time with their kids. Our findings revealed that dads and their kids' brains were more in sync during puzzle solving when dads scored higher on the first questionnaire how strongly they believed they were good fathers. We also observed that in the time, and we also observed that in this, in the same fathers, the 50 out of six, okay, wait, hang on one second. We also observed that in the same 50 out of 66 fathers, brain anatomy, and specifically the size of the hypothalamus, was associated with dad's caregiving beliefs. The higher fathers scored on the first questionnaire, the larger their hypothalamus volume. Furthermore, dad's hypothalamus volume was also positively related to how much more they reported to enjoy interacting with their kids. Hmm. So that's basically saying that the, based on the responses of the first questionnaire, their hypothalamus hypothalamus volume was not only bigger, but um, their hypothalamus volume was positive rela- positively related to how much they enjoy interacting with their, their children. So the, the volume of the hypothalamus is related to um, basically how good dads feel when they're, when they're interacting with their kids. Our results revealed a correlation. We therefore do not know whether hypothalamus volume determines how good men are at being dads or whether wanting to be good dads leads to increased hypothalamus volume. More research is needed to answer this question. And then the next section of the article is what it means. So this is going to be the less scientific aspect and more of the kind of how we apply it, probably, I would guess. At least if I wrote this article, that's what I would do. So I, I don't know what 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 Mr. Pascal or Miss Pascal, I don't know who wrote this article. I think that was their name, but... What they're going to do, we're going to find out. Dad's attitudes toward parenting have previously been shown to be a strong predictor for their involvement and capability. Our new findings underscore the importance of father's caregiving beliefs on a neurobiological level. These novel insights are important because brain-to-brain synchrony is linked linked with facilitated coordination and communication between child, between children and parents. Our research also sheds light, sheds light on dad's brain anatomy anatomy, specifically the role of the hypothalamus. Most available data on it stems from animal studies and the few results obtained in humans mostly focusing on mums and not dads. We will follow up on these initial findings by also looking at other brain areas in the paternal brain. Dads are more involved in childcare than ever before, and as our research shows, their caregiving attitudes seem to have a knock seem to have knock on effects on their relationship with their kids. It therefore seems very relevant and justified to promote the importance of dad's involvement in childcare in a broader societal context, giving them enough time and space to bond with their kids. That is a really good, profound statement that I don't see a lot of places saying. Um, they're basically saying that it's very relevant and justified to involve dads in the childcare process in, in a societal sense. So making it normal probably uh, to have dads more involved in the lives of their kids and their education and their childcare. Even at an early age, I would imagine the, uh, the study occurred with children ages five to six, I believe, but I, this, I would guess this applies to children of more ages than just five to six. Um, but anyway, on with the article. <clears throat> Doing so will not only raise dad's confidence and capabilities, but be rewarding for them, their children, and partners. After all, dads, like moms, are biologically wired to be parents. And that's the end of the article. I thought it was very good. Um, As I said, I'd never read this before. You're getting my first impression of it. Um, I thought it was very good. I love the focus on dads being home more and that leading to them actually enjoying spending time with their kids more because... 
Um, many of them maybe hadn't had the chance in the UK. This study occurred in the UK with t- over 2,000 dads, and many of them, I guess, hadn't had the opportunity to be with their, around their children enough to actually bond and, uh, you know, invest in that caregiving process um, and the bonding that occurs there. So basically by spending more time with their kids, they enjoyed being around their kids more. How profound. I mean, <laughs> that's just an awesome, awesome thing that happened for these 2000 dads because of something horrible. Um, you know, the, the, this, the, the new virus, the 2020, you know, it, crash in the world. Um, this, this good thing came out of it. So I'm obviously just really excited for those dads, but more, even more excited about the, <clears throat> the potential that it, this, this article has, and this study has to maybe incentivize more dads to spend more time with their kids and even take drastic action to do so like working from home you know working remotely lots of people have the opportunity to do it um, without even trying but sometimes you have to be intentional about that kind of thing sometimes it might require switching careers sometimes it might you know uh, doing something hard uh, taking a risk as a young person to go into a field that you know enables you to work from home there aren't many of those um at least not in the you know the stereotypical sense of before your degree and finding a job that you know most of those jobs require you to go to an institution, yeah, at least from what I've seen they do. So it, it can be a scary thing to do, um, for sure. But these it's obviously been worth it for those 2,000 dads, or many of them anyway, in the study. And um, but hopefully that encourages you um, that it is possible to spend more time with your family if you're a dad or if you're a future dad. Hopefully that encourages you to actually make the effort to do it. You're, you're not only improving your own hypothalamus volume, which, you know, plays a role in your, in your, your bonding, uh, with your children. Um, but I mean, it, it helps you physically, neurobiologically, it helps your relationship with your kids. And it also helps your relationship with your spouse that was mentioned several times in the article as well. So, um, all in all, I think it was a very good article. I did notice like one attempt in the middle there somewhere to like suggest that the separated fathers had a harder time, um, because they were at home with their kids all the time they had a harder time dealing like helping with school or something helping with their education but i think that's totally um i don't think that has any place in the article because it's suggesting that it's it's not it's making it's not making a good comparison of course dads single dads had a harder time they're going to have a harder time with everything uh, even beyond helping their kid with schoolwork you know because they're single dads that's not meant to happen so I thought that was a, <clears throat> I didn't think that should be in the article, but other than that, I didn't see really anything I disagreed with. And obviously they're very well researched. They've done their homework. This is a well-respected study for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned. Realscience.org or .com or whatever it is. Let's see, realclearscience.com is, um, I'm assuming it, I, I in school they tell me how to, I've been taught how to uh, find a good source and to me this looks like a very good source so you guys can check it out for you if you want for sure we'll put the link in the show notes um just as we close be sure to remember to if you want to subscribe to the show to get to get extra content that that nobody else is going to have access to in the coming year we're going to be working on first first off putting out some a short story and several of my poetry videos so those will be the most um forthcoming but we also are going to do article readings and interviews that you will not have access to if you only listen to the free episodes we put out. So just keep in mind that <clears throat> the subscribing opportunity is available for, available, excuse me, for you guys, and it really does help the show. So <clears throat> if that's something you want to do, please consider 
Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will talk to you next, next time on the show.